顔のない視線胸の穴が変えてた日常 Hello and thanks for listening to Jojo's Bizarre Podcast.、Hello. My name is Mark. That floating phantom voice you just heard is Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello, I'm no longer with you. That's true. This is not an in person episode for anybody who tuned in expecting to hear the exact same sound profile. But Miles is still alive. Yeah, that's right. It's he, not that he, he's no longer with us. Right. And we are also joined by that not floating phantom voice, Jackie. Hello. I don't know if that'll work out the way you want it to. That was me trying to be a phantom. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Add some echo to it. <sighs> so much more of a pain in the ass. But maybe. <clears throat> anyway, three of us do this podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that started in 2012. And this week, we are living up to our name and covering some JoJo episodes. But it is. We a- started in 2012. No, no, we, we started in 2016. We didn't start in 2012. We started in 2012. This would be very bad. <laughs> I was、um, like, what started in 20? Sorry, I'm the tired. The show did. <laughs> We've been doing this since 2016, and we're actually going to be talking one of the episodes that we're going to cover. We first covered in December 2016. Wow. Whoa. So we will be talking about Stardust Crusaders episodes 32 and 33 called Alessi's Set. And Diamond is Unbreakable, Episode 8, Yukako Yamagishi Falls in Love, Part 1.、Uh, and this is thanks to a Patreon supporter. If you didn't know, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. That,、uh, that's basically zero dollars a month, by the way.、Uh, it's the same I checked, don't worry. <laughs> and for three dollars a month, we will say thank you out loud on the podcast, which we will do momentarily. But we also, for a limited time only, have、uh, opened up our $15、uh, Boss Us Around tier, where you give us $15 bucks and tell us what episodes of whatever anime to cover, and we'll do it. And this week, someone wanted us to re examine some older eps, and that's what's happening. They wanted us to watch the Alessi episodes and then also whatever Jackie's favorite is, which I picked. The first thing that came to mind was.、Um, Yukako. And then I tried to look up other episode descriptions and like everything else that I could find that, w- that I wanted to see. I didn't remember well enough to pinpoint a specific episode. Like, I think basically, like the boss battles are always cool, right? Like, I'd, I'd like to rewatch the Pillarmen episodes, but there's like multiple episodes. I don't know which one would be the one that's like my favorite.、Um, or like the Kira episodes are cool, or like the、uh, part. Five? Fuck. You like you like Dopio being weird in part five. Dopio, yeah. And like trying try to figure out what the. F- we should have we, we just done that and see if we. Like, um the bo-、uh, what's his name? The boss. Diavolo? Diavolo. And just try again to see if we can explain what his fucking power is. <laughs> oh, no. Just I, write in. Please tell us. <laughs> don't, don't write in. We get it. I think we got it. We, we got, got it. it. But now, could I tell you what, he, what it is now? No, I could not. Because <laughs> I not don't remember. Right now. If we I saw some、remember. drawings, we'd remember. It might be cool to rewatch some of those episodes now, already knowing his power, you know? Because when we first watched it, we were like, what is happening?、Um, so it might be cool to rewatch that、uh, arc. Yeah. But anyway,、uh, I chose Yukako because it was a episode that was memorable for me. And I it, think it's a great episode. It didn't disappoint me. So. I'm surprised you didn't. Consider Lisa Lisa's stuff. 
I don't think that there's a particular episode of Lisa Lisa's that I liked. You know, it's like her character you like, but there's no specific episode where I, I would like chop up some scenes to make a, an episode that I, but you know Ooh, what I mean? It's a Jack, like a Jackie AMV. <laughs> yeah. With some Lisa Lisa freestyle music like, playing, maybe. Like the one that I can think of for her is like that one time that she uses her scarf to beat up a guy, and that is like two seconds. Of, I you know what I mean? feel like she uses it twice. I okay. Say. The two times, and it's like. One's against. Very, it's a very. It's not like a battle where they outsmart each other. You know, like with yeah. a lot of JoJo stuff. I think one is against that freak who clings to the ceiling named Wired Beck. I think. And the other time, I don't know, but it might exist. But before we get into that, we have some things to get out of the way, including we need to thank our three dollar Patreon supporters, and that's going to sound. Like Wait, this. Shouldn't we read emails first? Don't we we'll do, do that, that first? last? Okay, just kidding. I decided to mix it up. Wow. 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 So thank you, Dalton. Madison. Soliloquy. Ken Barron. Kassoon. Lord Zendar. Jumbo. Bloof. Katie. Dylan. Nocturnal. Aura. Kenny. Mark's Lamp. Caden. Nick. Austin. Tim. Tyler. Martin. Michael. Christian. And Chad. Thank you all so much for supporting us so generously. And for some of you, over all these years, this this, uh, episode has certainly been a moment to stop and realize how long we've been doing this fucking thing. But thank you, even we if you've only been doing it for one Trump month. by Trump's election to start this podcast, because <laughs> we wanted to have a voice, too. This podcast is a political movement. We will not say uh, for or against. We, we, <laughs> we, can, we can say against. <laughs> we can say against. All right, fine. <laughs> um, that much I'll allow you. You know what we should have done, which we didn't do? We should have um, we should have listened to the old podcast episodes about this and then see where we disagree, you know? Like, see, where, see what's different. I know what's different in my recollection we should have done that while driving oh while driving up uh, yeah. we were in philly this weekend ladies and gentlemen we were barely in philadelphia huh we- shout out to the city of brotherly love that's right yeah. we, we were barely we were in like the suburban looking ass outskirts of philly we were really you know we were at our friend's apartment the entire time yeah so but it we was could, we could have been anywhere see the liberty bell we didn't, didn't crack the liberty bell shulkel we didn't get, we didn't see the Schuylkill River. Uh, we didn't burn our esophaguses with some some hot cheese steaks. We didn't ride the septa. We didn't ride any septa and complain about tokens. I don't know if they still use tokens. I haven't I been on know. septa in forever. It might not be called I septa anymore. Don't. I think it's called septa. Okay. Pennsylvania, Southeast Pennsylvania listeners, write in and tell us if you still call it septa, mm. or if you realize that name sucks and it sounds like septic tank. <laughs> It does. Um, anyway, we should have listened, but... Uh, we didn't do that. You know, I'm behind on new podcasts that I wasn't a part of. You yeah. know, I can't listen to these old ones. What are you, what are you waiting to listen to, Mark? What am I... Listen, uh, really smart stuff. Like uh, okay. stuff done by newspaper people that is informative. Um, history you know what I can't stuff? listen to? That The Daily. That guy has an annoying voice. What's the, Well, who does that? Is that New York Times? 
Yeah, it's the New York Times. Don't it's they like just love to be podcast? like the Daily? And it's like what of what? They're like, oh, you know, we're the Times. We're <laughs> the Daily. You don't need mm. any other words. Like fuck you. Say what you are. We should have. T- we should have given ourselves a more haughty name. Well, we are the JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. We're not the JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Be, we're I a know, JoJo's but, yeah. but like we're, we're we sound official. You know, should we change our name to like the JoJo's? <laughs> Well, the podcast, the yeah, podcast, just podcast, anime podcast. Mm. I I do every now and then think about if we ever get big, I, we can we're give not going to get that. We're not going to get. Big. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> that if, if someone was like, you have to change your name. I did think that Miles, Miles is just simulating a conversation of like, come on, you watch anime or something like that would be a good name for a podcast. <laughs> just, hey, y- y- you watch fucking anime, don't you? <laughs> but it's something that would abbreviate more neatly. Anyway, I, I definitely have different opinions on this, on these episodes, than I remember them, at least. I don't know if it'll be what I voiced on the those old recordings. Let's read the email first, you dummies. I just live in the moment, Miles. But yes, we now need to take a look. Thanks, Miles, for keeping Mark on track. We, <laughs> Which I is the opposite it, of what Miles does. It was in my mind... <laughs> we need to to read some emails now because we let our listeners write to us. We do we do let them do that. We used to call it <laughs> correspondence corner, but now we call this segment n- the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the email. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We call it emails. <laughs> we call it the talk. <laughs> we call it the view. The inbox. We just got one email this week, right? Two emails. Two emails this week. Oh, right. <laughs> Jackie, why don't you go ahead and read this one? I'd, I would be happy to. Okay. Um, the subject line is Baby Paul Nareff Schlong. Uh, this is from Madison. Uh, Since we saw the first penis in JoJo's this week, are there any other characters who simply ooze seduction to y'all? Uh, Madison Joestar. There is no PS on this one. It's just very short and sweet. Yep. Probably written from mobile while doing something else. Should I be concerned that Polnareff's baby penis prompted Madison to ask about seductive characters? I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> um, it is it is interesting phrasing, Madison, <laughs> to say any other characters who simply ooze seduction. <laughs> Maybe... If you said, like, since we saw... You know, one of the best babes of JoJo in this. That's true. That that would have been one thing. Ooh, seduction. She, does she even have a name? Originally, no. The anime called her Malena. Okay. Which is an Armenian singer and Spanish movie. Neither Malena. of which are Egyptian, but whatever. Mm. Okay. Um. Originally, though, she was just Onesan. Yeah. Big sister. Hmm. Um. But who else oozes seduction? All of the boss men. The pillar men, Kira, <laughs> Dio. Uh, Alessi. Dio. Not Alessi. Yeah. Mm. Definitely Dio. I don't know. Like, aren't, isn't all, most of the characters, well, not most, a lot of the characters are hunks. And a lot of the girls are babes. But 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 seductive is different from hunks. Like, Jotaro is not seductive. No, yeah, because he's asexual. Uh, I don't know he's about ace. that. He's ace. He's very private. 
Okay. And he, Moody Blues. It doesn't ask for That's right. Moody Blues, the stand. Which one's Moody Blues? It's like the the A-gender uh, VCR recording stand. Oh, okay. That is just smooth, period. Sexy stand. Mm. Um, oozes seduction. I'm trying to think of anybody in part six oozes seduction. Is there any like sexy stand? Is there like a stand that makes you... We just told you. Oh, that makes you... Like what? fall in love with somebody or whatever, you know? Well, Cinderella changes your face. That's the other Yukako-centric episode of Diamond is yeah. Unbreakable. Not that, though. That, like, makes you horny? Yeah, or something. Like, I feel like like love should be a power, right? Like, that's a, that's a powerful thing that we're, like, missing in JoJo's. There should be a love power. We're going to feel so dumb if there is one. And that's also, like, a classic, like, monkey's paw episode where like right. you wish for a girl to fall in love with you and then like suddenly you're being chased by a bunch of babes and you're like no <laughs> and they're all jealous of other people and they start killing your friends and whatever whatever um yeah Araki Josuke in English is hot oh, okay uh, we didn't hear that we, I believe we, it we watched the Japanese episodes again uh he has a good voice in Diamond is Unbreakable yeah I am always struck by how much I like Polnareff's voice instead though I really like his voice in Japanese um, I think the easy answer is Dio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. He almost literally does. He has things that shoot out of his hair and sparkle and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lang Wrangler? No. He's always whispering? I, is he? Are you are you saying Weather Report, who, who is a low talker? Oh, yes, Weather Report. Yeah, Lang Wrangler is just a weird Spider-Man. I thought of a joke about Lang Wrangler. Uh, go ahead. If he jerked off, he'd be a wang strangler. <laughs> <laughs> Lang Wrangler, the wang strangler. That's right. That's pretty good. I like it. What was who was the guy that had the gunpowder? The first gunpowder. Whole horse. Whole horse. Whole horse always has a babe. He always had a babe. That's true. So maybe some him. like seventeen-year-old Indian girl mm-hmm. that he's like, I love you. Anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> Hopping off this elephant. What a player. Um. Polnareff is a player too. Oh wait, wait, Caesar. What? Right, Caesar wasn't Caesar a Caesar? Caesar had a lot of true. ladies. That's true. There's, there's definitely some, some real pimps in JoJo. Yeah. Uh, I really was. We'll get into it later, but I couldn't believe Polnareff couldn't spin this, this, this situation <laughs> in his episode is ridiculous to me. Mm. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think, I think we've answered it. I think we've gotten to the core of it, and I don't know that we found anybody that quite. Does for maybe for this writer what what maybe Polnareff does? I don't know. We went with our own definition. The only uh I mean if you if you like baby Polnareff, you will like um The, the Death s- thirteen baby. N- no, the the son that also takes a bath with his father when Kira's possessing his dad. Oh Hayato? Right. Hayato Kawajini. There are more dicks in JoJo's. Yeah, there's a there's a little baby, his son. Me and I think someone is someone also possessing the son at that point. I no. feel like no. Okay, no, he's faking no. it. He's he's eleven, by the way. Who is that character in 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 uh, the the Kira's fake son? Oh, he's eleven, and he you he don't takes shower, a shower with your dad when you're eleven. And he and the, you see his little pee pee. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Okay. Anyway, maybe you do in Japan. I, who cares? I will not look this up. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for writing, Madison. 
moving on. Yeah, I hope you see more dicks and JoJo's in the yeah. future. So far, we've only seen baby dicks. Maybe that's the only, those were the only dicks that they're allowed to draw. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That makes sense. They're super undetailed, too. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> it's just like two curved two lines. That's two it. circles. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, and our second email this week is from Chad. Quite the topic to follow up to, Chad. Sorry about that. <laughs> Subject line is <laughs> Sets Love Unlimited. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. It's always nice to have an excuse to go and rewatch prior seasons of JoJo. I know I felt some nostalgia watching these Stardust Crusader and Diamond is Unbreakable episodes. Of course, since the last time the pod hosts have watched these, there have been a bunch more of JoJo voice connections I can pick out, especially thanks to the long waits leading up to Part 5 and Part 6. Here are some highlights. Enemy stand user Alessi shares his voice actor with the human-eyed typhoon Vash the Stampede from Trigon. Humanoid, Mark. What did I say? Human-eyed. Well, he has human eyes, doesn't he? <laughs> Shares his voice actor with the humanoid typhoon Vash the Stampede from Trigon and the wonderfully flamboyant mechanic Liron Littner from Gurren Lagann. Malena, the kind Egyptian woman that helps little kid Polnareff, shares her voice with Isabella, the mama of Gracefield Orphanage from The Promised Neverland. Speaking of little Polnareff, he happens to share his voice actor with one of the few people that quickly figured out that Shigeo Mob Kageyama had psychic powers Ichi Mezato from Mob Psycho 100. And if I didn't mention it before, stand user Yukako with the pretty hair shares her voice with the narrator of the mainline Cells at Work series and the stern team captain from the Antarctic adventure, A Place Further Than the Universe. How was this look back to previous seasons for you all? Stay safe and hope everyone is well. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Do any of you have someone you know that reminds you of a JoJo character? And if so, what character and how? Huh. On that last one, I don't know, man. Thanks for writing in, Chad. Yeah, thanks for writing, Chad. You're just gonna send me into a into a spiral here. Do I know anyone? <laughs> Do you know I, any any people? The thing with JoJo is like it it is somehow extremely disconnected from reality, and I I don't know if I know anyone that really acts that way. Hmm. Thinking. Do we know anyone that's always thinking about balls? The way Josuke is. You and all your friends. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) You and all your friends. What is that? You're always thinking about balls. Is that a song at all? Say we stand for nothing, but we're always thinking about balls. (laughs) I don't know. That's why we're waiting. Oh. To think about balls. (laughs) Are you doing a John Mayer song? Yeah, because that song starts out, me and all my friends. Jackie, could you kick We're Miles off the, call, off the call? No. Please kick Miles off the call, Jackie, please. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, fine. How dare you? I hate to just give up, but I don't know anybody. Mm. I do know this one guy who's Italian and seems very wise beyond his years, but he looks young and he drinks wine and he has Aladdin shoes and knee pad hearts. I don't think you know this person. And he drank my blood. <laughs> And now I must kill. <laughs> mm. I don't know anybody like that. No, I don't know anybody in real life that that's like cool, like <laughs> like the JoJo's characters are. Nobody I know is cool or fashionable. <laughs> I feel like I maybe know fashionable people, but probably only on social media, like people that I don't hang out with. I don't hang out with yeah. anyone anymore, really. Like, yeah, if we can open it up to like celebrities or like. 
music artists or something. No. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, but Chad also had a question. Uh, how was this look back to previous seasons for you all? We're going to spend this whole... We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll spend this whole episode talking about it. Yeah, let's that's, that's pretty much just... Uh, let's get it popping. Okay. Let's get it cracking like like Knuckles. Thanks for the emails. We already did the thank yous, so yes. that's it. Thank you for the emails. Yeah. Not as good as money, but thank you. Just kidding. They're all important. Whatever. I was kidding. Who knows? Uh... So yeah, I mentioned that it was Stardust Crusaders 32 and 33, so past all the tarot cards and right into the Egyptian god shit. Uh, These episodes came out in February and March of 2015, and we covered them in August 2018. Mm. Uh, It's episode 89 of our podcast. This is 272, and we first covered them on 89. And then the uh, Yukako episode... Came out in May 2016. We covered it in December 2016. And it was episode five of the podcast. Mm. So still the three of us yelling into an omnidirectional mic, I think, in the wow. middle of an apartment. What? I believe so. Terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy that uh, for the Yukako, we saw that over five years ago. Yeah. The diamond is unbreakable. I mean, for the uh, for the Alessi, still a long fucking time ago. Four years ago. Almost four. Well, three yeah. and a half. Um, it is inter- It is like nice to realize, like, okay, well, I certainly remember this better than when I read it. Like, because as we were watching, I'm like, oh, and then he gets hurt here and falls out the window. Yeah. And then Joe Tato sees him. Okay, okay. I remembered. I remembered that we probably spent a lot of the Alessi episode podcast episode talking about. The lady who kidnaps <laughs> Polnareff, baby Polnareff. I watched, and I and I want to talk about it again. So we're gonna do. We'll we'll see if our I don't opinions. Think have she changed. did anything wrong. Okay, we'll talk about it. No. <laughs> um, we we can just talk about it. Can we, Mark? Can we? Are we, we allowed? We can. Do you guys want me to tell you anything about this episode though? Like from the yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. All right. So from the JoJo Wiki on episode uh. 32 there is there well there's blu-ray commentary on all the episodes pretty much now except part six which hasn't come out on blu-ray maybe part five hasn't either but whatever we're talking about today there's blu-ray releases and uh director commentary and the one comment or the one piece of commentary i felt like pulling was from the first alessi episode um i think his name is sugata ah shit i should have written it down whatever i credit nobody if there's something unforgettable in this episode, it would be the sexy bath scene. On one side, the humor of Polnareff, who is a child again, and then the lightly risque touches while never <laughs> falling into vulgarity. There's also these soap bubbles floating in the bathroom, which I'm sure some of you will feel you've seen them somewhere before. I won't tell you where. Laughs. What? The scene where Iggy is peacefully strolling across town was added in the anime. He steals a kebab directly from a passerby's hands and watches the fight. With Joseph and Abdul and Mariah without batting an eyelid. He's doing whatever he feels. Uh, it's this kind of scene that represents the timeline more clearly. And yeah, I think this might be an awkward translation. I'm guessing he's saying the bubbles floating up in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, some of you may have seen those before. Talking about farting or shitting in a bathtub. 
Otherwise, uh, if he's talking about just soap bubbles floating up when like Polnareff is getting cleaned or shampooed, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Where would I have seen soap bubbles? Maybe the bubbles were drawn Wait. a special way. Oh. What? what Wait. Might? Mark is what? Mark is putting together a puzzle. Oh, if it's a reference to what <laughs> I think <laughs> it is, I get it now and you two definitely won't. Okay, cool. Because it's to a future JoJo power. Okay. Listeners who are experienced in JoJo, write in and tell me if you think that these soap bubbles that this director's talking about, if you think that maybe they drew those soap bubbles a certain way because of a later part of JoJo. I suddenly became very happy. That's nice. Look at look at Mark being happy. I thought it was just a director being weird about like, yeah, we all saw You've never shit. been happy before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new feeling and I'm getting nervous. I don't like feeling it. Uh, there's also some anime episode. There's also some differences between uh, these episodes versus the anime. What the fuck am I trying to say? You can't read and talk at the same time, Mark. No one can do it. There are some differences listed between these episodes and their comic book counterparts. Uh... I could kind of tell, but at the end of the Alessi arc, when they're sitting around having lunch and Polnareff takes out Polnareff and old Joseph takes out the Polaroid camera and gets ready to smash it. And they're like, oh, here we go again. What's it going to see this time? Mm. And then he chops the camera and all the people in the cafe look at him. It's like too self-aware to be part of the manga originally. And it is indeed added Mm. for the anime. So I kind of expected that. Uh, Polnareff doesn't lose his earring. The like child Polnareff doesn't drop his earring in the manga, mm. which makes more sense to me because I don't know why the woman would be like, oh, I guess it was a dream when she has a fucking unique earring. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, some other stuff that's not as interesting. I, they added Silver Chariot and Star Platinum smiling before they beat up Alessi. And mm. I like that. <laughs> I like the smile. <laughs> I didn't like the other thing they added, which is Alessi being launched into the sky and disappearing. Like oh. he just lost in Smash Brothers. <laughs> I didn't really love that. Team, Rast- Team Rocket. That's uh, what I think of. And then for the Yukako side, um, there's no stand card for Love Deluxe, which I do think is stupid, and she should have a stand mm-hmm. card in between you know, commercial breaks. And apparently, Miles, I don't know if you can speak to this, but there is a subtle reference to the awful original English translation of Diamond is Unbreakable that we nicknamed Duwang when Okuyasu is talking about... Uh, I guess his English his English test scores. The the wiki here says as they discuss Yukako and Koichi's English test results. Mm-hmm. Does do you remember Okuyasu saying anything in a strange manner? No. Uh I the only thing I remember is him going like you're even worse than I am in English. I don't remember it feeling weird about anything though. Okay, he didn't say you're feeling I'm feeling deeply or anything like that. I don't think so. Okay. I, 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 Maybe I'm wrong. I read this too close to recording. Otherwise, I would have doubled back because I am very interested in this. So, listener, if you know a a small Duang reference in the Okuyasu dub, let me know. Oh, so the, you think that... So you I wouldn't have picked dub? up on that because I never read Duang. But you would recognize that it would be weird phrasing because, as I said, your feeling I'm feeling Maybe. deeply is something that is Duang only and makes just sounds fucking stupid. Yeah. I see. Okay, so they reference it in the dub only? Yeah. That's cute. I guess it would make sense if you're being like... Maybe that wasn't... Are you sure that was in the part one of uh, the Yukako 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's when they talk about test scores anyway. Uh, I guess it would make sense if Okuyasu was like, I'm terrible at English. Check out me on this page when I said you're feeling I'm feeling deeply or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sneak that in there pretty pretty nicely. Whoever was doing the dubbing for this part was like, I got to sneak in some fucking Duang references. I got to do it. I'm going to get so much fan credit. Uh, anyway, what are, what are your, what do you, what do you want to talk about with this kidnapper lady, Jackie? Okay. So number one, um, you know, for the listeners who haven't seen this episode in a while, Paul Nareff is, he gets into a fight with Alessi and he gets beat up. He has like a, he has like blood on his forehead. He has like a cut or something on his head only, I think. Yeah. And the nice lady sees him and, you know, sees that there's a kid who's like injured and is like, oh, you poor thing. Let me take you to my house and clean you up. Which is weird. No. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, you should ask where the parents, oh, where are your parents? That should be the first thing you like ask. Where are the parents? Where are your parents? What happened to you? Are you okay? Like, should I, we take you to a doctor to patch you up? Because she's just some random lady. But really, like, you find the parents first. She didn't do that. And then she takes her t- back to her house, which she just kidnapped a child. Like, you don't just take a random kid you find off the street and bring them to your house. She brings them to her house, and then she takes, she makes him take a full bath. When he only had, like, blood on his forehead. She could have just cleaned up his, like, but head. She, made but him she said you're face. covered in grime. Was he? I don't she know. She said that. The anime could have sold that a little bit more. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they could have sold that a little they bit more. They could have drawn grime on him. I yeah. guess it's hard for them to do that because then you have to keep track of it with each each like next cell. You have to track where the dirt is on his face and stuff. That's my guess. Why you don't see more characters dirty. And also she changed... Yeah, into, rough job. She changes into a very sexy nighty to give him a bath. Which no, that's what she had on underneath. Okay. She drops the whole shawl thing and that's just what's under there. Now, why she wears that, I don't know. Why doesn't she wear yeah. like a layer between underwear and like a coat? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not from there. Okay. Um, Miles, how would you feel if uh someone took your child to their house and gave them a bath? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the right thing to do in this situation is. I guess like take them to the police yeah is that the right move i would start with hospital yeah if there's blood coming off a kid's head i mean i understand if that's like far away or you don't think it's that serious really the way i agree with jackie is that yes she should she should have at least been like where are your parents yeah and then paul naroff who's like you know losing brain cells rapidly would just be like i don't know and then she's like okay i'll clean you up Mm -hmm. and then i think we'd all feel a little bit better about this weird lady Mm-hmm. Who's probably, by the way, a teenager? You think no? That was yeah, a, I think that so. was a full. I think that was a woman. She has a house. Mm, she has a room. Mm. Because I don't know if that room that got destroyed was hers. Because she doesn't bat an eye at the fact that a, the grandfather clock has been decapitated. A teenager wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't give a shit about anybody else. No, if a teenager <laughs> has like baby brothers or takes care of cousins and stuff, she might be like, I have a motherly. thing i don't know (laughs) a complex all right she's at least 20 but anyway um well i don't know why you said she's we don't know she looks like an adult all right you're going off cup size she's grown up am i right (laughs) yeah 
She would, I mean, she wears sexy, sexy lingerie under her clothes. Teenagers don't do that. That's you projecting that. That was purely <laughs> for function, those clothes that, that, by the way, are extremely loose. Those straps are never touching her shoulder the entire time. They're just like floating above her. It's very funny. <laughs> the beginning, the, the front part is like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a laced up like corset kind of thing. It's like, like low cut. It's, it's like it's low cut. It's yeah. low cut with like the lacy stuff. I don't know. It's like I'm going to look up sexy. the average temperature in Egypt in the morning and you'll understand that, you know, sometimes you got to let it all hang out. I think she kidnapped Why a child. Why even wear un- anything under your shawl then, you know? Soak up all the True. sweat. I don't know. Really let loose. No. I barely remembered any of this. Okay. <laughs> Were you horrified? <laughs> I was a little bit horrified. No, no, I wasn't horrified because I remembered that I was already horrified, so I didn't need to feel that again. But so, how I did would you love feel? The, the little scene at the beginning where Paul Nareff and Jotaro are looking at a bunch of kids playing, and Paul Nareff <laughs> in the English, anyways, just like, ha ha, kids are great. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit more in Japanese. No, he no, he basically <laughs> says that in Japanese too. He's like, oh, they're so innocent, aren't yeah. they, or whatever. Yeah. The kids are playing like adults, which is funny. The kids are playing like adult bartender. I like the Diamond is Unbreakable dub way better than this mm. dub because I think all the men too sound too similar. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they sound they all super just are different. trying to sound as beefy as possible. Yeah, in the Japanese, that's not quite the case, I feel. Did you used to call Alessi like a child molester or something? Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't seem like a child molester. He's just a jerk. He beats up like two different children. He beats them up. He's more <laughs> like a child killer. Actually, three different ch- different children. Three different children if you, I think that if you I was, include Polnareff. I think I was more disturbed by when he's shampooing Polnareff, baby Polnareff's <laughs> hair. Because that's a wholly unnecessary step to put in between. But it's okay when the girl does it. Yes. Okay. Because she's not going to take an axe and cut him in half. We don't know that. We don't know why yes, she... We do. Maybe that's why she brought him to her oh, house. Oh, Jackie, we saw everything she had on her person and no weapons were included. <laughs> okay, but did you... Well, first of all, we don't know that because did you see how Alessi just pulled a fucking axe out of his vest? He just had that in his vest the whole time? That's you don't know about vest. From. You don't know about he vest pulled it axes? Out of his, Best. So she was a common male accessory back in the 80s. She could have pulled out an axe out of her uh, little nighty. She could have done and it. The nothing else was in that nighty but boobs. Nothing. She could have <laughs> had an axe taped to it. She could have had a little dagger. That's somewhere. true. A dagger is possible. I. It's just that Alessi wants to kill. But yeah, I do feel like in my head, he should have been way more perverted. But yeah, watching this, I was <laughs> like, he's not like attracted to the children. No. He does want to he- kill them and beat them up, which is awful. Yeah. He's like a child killer. Yes. Which a child murderer. Is not like in my top ten types of people. No. It's pretty low. So Miles, we still need to hear your answer, not only about how you would feel if if your kid were, you know, just injured by somebody and then a third party washed him up. And also if you can tell me if fetuses make noises. Oh my gosh. I don't know if Miles would know that. I I don't know if fetuses make noises. I mean, was there an ultrasound? Uh, we mostly just heard the heart beating. Okay, there were no like squeaks. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No meep noise. There was a lot of like oceany noises, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and if this happened to my child, I would be unhappy for sure. It's a bad situation all around, though. 
you would ask why they didn't check his collar for your phone number? Yeah, pretty much. Sicko. Which I, which I do, you know, we do, it's a shock collar that we put on. Oh, come on. In case he does, you know, enough to keep, to keep him in the yard. Well, I guess safety is of primary concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, maybe things are different over there. We've we've had this conversation. We I definitely just, have. I've just uh, you know a I, town where all... everybody knows everybody, and you don't have to tell the parents when you're but, undressing the child. But she didn't know this child. She doesn't, and she doesn't know his parents. Maybe she figured I must know this child. I simply must. Yeah, because she wanted to give him a bath. She was like, hmm, I need to get uh-huh. naked. I need to get naked for this baby. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, also, Miles, when you give your son a bath, do you wear a nightie like that one? No, I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to describe what I wear. I wear just, you know, sweats. I do have something in common with it. My child does occasionally poop in the tub. And it sucks. Oh, oh no! <laughs> what do you do? You have like a like a goldfish tank net that you scoop it out with? No, no. I just grab as many paper towels as I can and try to navigate it to the toilet. But it's mm. it's very chaotic because it is the one he's supposed to be getting clean, and instead, yeah, just he's in, him a pub, up. in a tub with poop. Yeah, my face is just permanently grimacing for the rest of this episode. <laughs> it sucks. It's horrible. I'm glad we revisited this episode then because Miles can bring some personal experience to the the poop. Yeah. This or Death 13, we if, could ask if, if Miles' kid has any dreams where people are being murdered. That's right. If it looks like his he's straining, you know, like he's like, mm, like he's going to poop, I, I try to snatch him up and put him on top of the toilet, but I, it mm. never works. It never works? He's too <laughs> fast? <laughs> Aww. No, it's just like either, you know, I put him on the toilet and nothing happens or... Yeah. Oh. Are you able but to explain very... to him what you're doing? Are you like, I'm going to put you over here because if you're going to shit, it's going to be here. Yeah. I'm talking this whole time. I'm talking throughout. That's like, that's like when we were dog sitting and the dog looked like she was going to poop on the, or, or pee on the carpet. So we picked her up and put her on the pee pad. It's the same yeah. thing. To be fair <laughs> to Truly, she always looked like she was going to piss. No. That's just you, sort of when her she, vibe. When she, when she puts her little, when she puts, you know, when she squats down. Yeah, yeah she's I don't about know. To but you, well, you always thought she was going to. That's true. And she did do it at least twice. She oh, because she always wanted to. <laughs> she always wanted to pee on my. Rug. She's like, ah, I love this rug. Waiting for these humans to turn around so I can piss on it. Uh, when we were down visiting our friends in Philly, they informed us that, like, the place they live doesn't really allow dogs, but there's exceptions. So there's a few dogs out there, and there's one other dog that when <laughs> it sees. Their dog, the stranger's dog, will just piss on the on their dog. It will just like without any aggression, it will just turn and start pissing on their dog, and so their dog does not care. So there's a dog in their neighborhood that just wants to piss on their dog. Yeah, and has done it several times already. And she just seems like yeah, whatever. So weird dynamics happening yes. there. Yeah. Cool. Why does Alessi have cat bills on his hair? That's a very good there's- question. They're sleigh bells? Jingle bells? Mm. Christmas? <laughs> Jingle bells. <laughs> oh, maybe it's for the children. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so I was... For the children. I was going to say, because, yeah, he sneaks up on people. That's the worst thing you could do is have jingle bells. <laughs> you literally put that on animals so you know where they are. But, yeah, maybe it's to amuse the, the kitties. 
so he can beat them up. Like Wu-Tang, Alessi is for the children. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would say in no sense is he for the children, to be honest. Unless he's for them existing so he can beat them up. Um, okay. His catchphrase in Japanese is Adam Ad- boy." Was it the same in um, English, Miles? Yes. Okay. Attaboy, Alessi. Mm. Yeah, in Japanese, I I've, I covered this way back when, I believe, but he says erai, which is like kind of like, a, oh, good job. Like, there you go. Mm. Not bad. And then, of course, you know, when he's being hurt or running away, he says erakunai, which is just like, not good job. Like, mm. not good boy. Not way to go. Not attaboy. Is, yeah. is attaboy short for anything? Is that like, what is attaboy? Th- like, where does that come from? That's a boy, I think. Hmm. It's a good question. I've never questioned that a boy. Yeah. Huh. It's wondering. Maybe it's like another. Did you notice Paul Nareff shaves his little pits? Oh, does he? <laughs> I did not I did. notice that. Is he? You mean like he just seems to have smooth pits, or do we see him shaving them? No, he has smooth pits. Mm. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you know it's like uh, he has light colored hair, and so you don't even know. Paul Nareff does waxes. have light colored hair. Paul Nareff waxes his whole body. That's what I think. Yeah, he's he always swimming eyebrows, in toilets. Right? He, he does not have eyebrows, that's true. So maybe he does shave his whole body. He just wants all the hair, hair to come out of his head. He just needs to like concentrate it all the way up there. Uh, another complaint I have about the dub is I wish Paul Nareff had a French accent. I wish he was like, mm. <laughs> Would you though? Because don't you think he would probably be super broad and stupid? I think that would be funny. Oh, okay. Because I've heard some of the British dubbing of Jonathan and Joseph Joestar, and I, I don't love it. Mm. Oh. I think it'd be better if they just had British actors with real accents doing it. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. If they had a French guy, it would be funny if Polnareff, who's like super funny and interesting, but if they had a real French guy and he was just completely unintelligible the entire time... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> in the dub that would be very funny I would like that yeah Jacuste. what do you think Jotaro was doing the whole time in this episode when Polnareff is being attacked and stuff you think he's just wandering around looking for an adult Polnareff and can't find him I I don't like, know I want really to chill he was just staring at kids the rest of the episode or something because he saw like <laughs> baby Polnareff and was like you know what? Was that Polnareff? And then he just goes and stares at all the kids trying to find him again. Mm. I think he has a rich inner life and he was just taking in the city. He just had a kebab or something? Yeah, he was seeing the sights. I bet he has like a little travel guide in his giant coat. (laughs) Takes it out and unfolds it. He just stands in the middle of the dirt road. Everyone notices One of those that he's a foreigner. Planet guides. Yeah. Oh, he should be like a he has like he he has like Arab phrases in there that he can try out on people. Like, where is the bathroom in Arabic? Hmm. Okay, but yeah, I really don't know where he was. I think he probably was just sticking his head into various shops looking for his friends or his grandpa. He's like, where is everybody? <laughs> oh, there, there's something that reminded me of part six, and that is that Alessi just had a gun. And I, I think yes. 
we were saying that every stand user should just also have a gun. I don't remember him having a gun. Unless he actually does. He does when he, he... He somehow, like, pins Polnareff to the ceiling. Like, he puts his little, like, chest thong on a pipe. And then he's like, anyway, I gotta get rid of you. And he just pulls out, you know, the heater. And he just lets him have it. But somehow little six-year-old silver chariot is able to deflect the bullets. I don't remember this. But it's weird. When he first shoots him up in the ceiling, you see like a hole in his hair and I think a hole oh. in his shoulder. Mm. But then they show you that like, nope, silver chariot actually deflected them. But I was like, I swear there was a fucking hole in Polnareff. How, how, how did this guy, how was this guy unable to kill a child? Like, <laughs> he takes too much yeah, time enjoying sucks. it. He just enjoys it too much. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, when you enjoy a food, you're not good at eating it technically. You got to stop and savor it too much. And if the the shadow, if his shadow stand like can turn you all the way back into like a helpless fetus, like shouldn't he just have tried to do that instead of trying to hit people with an axe? Like, well, no, he like does. Keep make them make them more and more helpless. You well, know, where they... they're a little baby and they're crying and they can't move around. Well, that probably takes longer because you just shrink them into a fetus and then. You know, then you got to wait for them to starve. I don't know if he can go all no, the way back no. to well, like embryo. Well, you shrink him to a fetus and then you murder him. Or you shrink him into a little helpless baby and then you murder the baby. Mm, but but <laughs> they could dodge the shadow a bunch if you just try to shadow him. Well, you, yeah, but he, I don't know. Because he does hit Polnareff sh- with the shadow hard, several times. The sh- yeah, well, yeah, but the shadow shadow is hard to avoid. Like, I think he would, he would have had more luck with that over the axe thing, you know? He has more range with the shadow than an axe. Well, here's a question. Something they didn't get into, which would have been an interesting twist, would have been, does his shadow have to obey his real shadow? Because I think we do see it diverge from his real shadow. It gets taller, you know, it's like longer. Right, but I wonder if like maybe if there's a light source directly on the north side, can he not attack someone who's north of him? No, I don't think so. Because because you have to touch the shadow on the ground. It's not like if you cast a shadow on them, if you're if they're in your shade, it doesn't count. Like you have to actually be touching the ground of the shadow. So I don't I think it's a different thing. So wait, but then if you get on a sofa, are you safe? Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, then that's why he used an axe cuz his stand sucks. Oh. It's only on the gr- on the ground? Well, you just like I don't know. I don't know. You trick people into getting on the ground. Well, it's only going to last so long. I endorse the axe approach. Okay. We could try both. Plus, it probably, he probably also likes the feeling of an axe sinking into a child. Yeah. I liked how the axe said axe on it. Yeah, it says AX. Like it's, yeah. if, if we're going on like the part six fashion brand train, it's an Armani exchange axe. Mm. You know? Oh. Which is not high fashion. It's not as pricey as some of the brands. I don't remember any of them. Hermes. Hermes from part six or anything but you know it is more expensive than something you get at walmart or old navy or something you know probably covers that axe and perfume uh yeah i didn't really take a good close look at the at the gun but he does pull out a silencer that is like a triangle kind of shape and it seems to be like it's just like weird the way he puts it on and i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry to bring this kind of thing up again but it looks like the silencer that Clarence Bodiger uses in RoboCop, a movie from 1987. It just looks like it's the same triangular suppressor. And I think Ardaki likes Paul Verhoeven movies the way I do. So he would. There you go. He would. I think I think he he probably has similar 
he would, but he would not see any of the cultural undertones of it. And he'd be like, what an exciting movie. Mm. And he'd be like, that's right. That's right, Araki. Excitement. I I think he also likes Sam Raimi. Uh, I think he does like Sam Raimi. I feel like he said he likes the Spider-Man movies. Maybe. Okay. Who doesn't love the Spider-Man movies? At least the first two. Yeah. Anyway, next episode will be about Drag Me to Hell and The Evil Dead. (laughs) Did you guys catch the universal bouncy boob noise that she emitted? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What was the noise? That noise was when his face hit the boobs, right? Right. It went boom. (laughs) what a cartoony episode i love that they did the parallel edit where we see from one angle his baby face hit her tits and then a different angle his head is further away again and we see his face hit the tits again like he does like a double take of it and he's like like, sorry go ahead it's like a you know in jackie chan movies when he does a really crazy stunt like the older ones and yeah. they just show it three times in a row mm. yes parallel editing in uh at the end of the movie the fury a bad guy blows up and it's fucking awesome and i swear they show it like eight times yeah because i think they knew it was going to be a big stunt so they just put every camera that they had in a room nice it's insane how many times they show it it's great um, you were going to say the, the little baby Polnarf is literally grabbing the tit. Yeah, he's he's like he's like clawing at him. Um, yeah. and, and he's like, I'm so happy. And she's like, oh, why are you happy? Whereas like a girl would feel if like there's a baby touching your boobs and the nor- the usual reaction is like, uh-huh, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck off me. Like, oh, no, that's not for grabbing. <laughs> You're not. I'm not your mom. I don't have milk. Yep. um well i think you're right it doesn't make sense that she doesn't notice but to me i'll just take a second to appreciate the fact that araki did not write about like little polnar having a boner that he did not find some humor in that kind of a thing Mm, that might have been too much i i am glad you know i'm glad i also he's a real hero i also took note this is another oh go ahead sorry um of the like they say he said not only does your body change younger but it's also mentally reverted younger yeah so when that scene was happening he wasn't like an adult like happy to be bathed by a babe he's a kid yeah. happy to be bathed by a babe that's right that's it i don't know i think when you're <laughs> four you'd probably appreciate tits i don't know from one hand You've seen cartoons? Well, he wasn't four at that. He was older than four at that point. Oh, was he like when he was like seven or eight? Yeah, something something like that. Yeah, you definitely appreciate tits. Not in the same way. Yeah. Not on the same level, but you'd be happy. Yeah. Be there. Yeah. And most of us will never know what it's like to be that ratio to a boob anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Imagine a boob being like a third your size. You would love it. (laughs) You would die in there and be like, it's fine. Mm. anyway miles what were you gonna say i just i'm i never thought of it that way that's that's a good way of putting it i thought you were gonna say something before though oh about how much damage like i know this happens a lot in this anime but polnerv's baby wrist gets like hacked into yeah i think you mentioned he gets shot in the shoulder and none of that none of that matters yeah, it it the wrist thing especially, and then he his yeah his stand is like pinned up against the wall for a while. Um, 
Yeah, that doesn't matter. He's not like, I don't think we even see him bandaged or bleeding at the end. He's just fine. Maybe because he was a baby, his body like healed as it became older again. And all of those old cuts didn't matter. You know? I hope so. Maybe, maybe. I was genuinely puzzled as to where Paul Nareff was when he was hiding. I remembered. Like I, I remembered from last... Well, I knew there was some I, gimmick in the, I, in the fish tank. I forgot. I forgot completely. I forgot about the mirror. And I, I, I get the mirror and that he was in the ball. I was like, I was genuinely like, where did Paul Nareff go? He outsmarted me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that at some point, Alessi should have figured that... What was the floating ball? What was that? Just just a toy for fish. I don't you know. That seems weird. It's a big all about. big ball is, for fish. That is a game I play with my toddler, and the difference is that it is it is always incredibly obvious where he is. And I oh, hide and seek. Oh, yeah. uh, where does he hide? <laughs> he, so we have a little baby basketball hoop, and he hides behind there. So you can imagine that it's not like very wide. You could see mm. his body. But because he can't see you, he assumes you can't see him. Mm. That's not, you know, that, that's at least some logic, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It is, yeah, there is some logic, or but maybe, it's incorrect. Or maybe he knows, Miles, maybe he knows and he just wants to see you be like, oh, where's Q? Like, yeah, where's the baby? So. <laughs> I definitely do that. You should go <laughs> to find him and then spend a little bit of time and then just... Put real panic in your voice and yell to M that you've lost your child. And then in front of him, as though you still haven't noticed, call the police. That's what I think would, okay. would uh, you know, damage him permanently, really. Yeah, I'll see how far I can push it. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, yeah, it's like, it's so funny because, you know, even though I've mentioned that like manga timing is a thing, it's like. Alessi hits the door with an axe like twice and we still see that Polnareff is like standing and then he manages to take the mirror out of I, I guess that's like a mirror frame and bring it into the fish tank angle it at an angle that I guess a four-year-old two-year-old would know works yeah and, that, and then cut holes in the ball. Well, I guess he has silver chariot for that. Yeah and then hold his breath for that long. With no his he doesn't lungs. hold his breath. He, he puts his head behind the ball. So his body is submerged in the tank behind the angled mirror, but he's just looking through the ball. Okay. And they say even a kid could figure that out, but like... No, no, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Yeah, no. there's no way. Miles, I don't think you're a kid. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to make assumptions, but it sounds like if... I couldn't even figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah. I would never think to do that. I would just <laughs> be like, well, this is the end of Miles. It also, if you just put a, well, we probably had this conversation when we recorded it the first time, but like, I need to look up a video of this fish tank, this glass mirror optical illusion thing, because I feel like you look at the fish tank. Unless he would see himself in the fucking mirror. Well, I think it's supposed to be <laughs> at an angle, but it would be the oh. wrong angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, you'd see yourself in the mirror, or if it's at an angle, then you could still see the person behind it. You'd see the wall or something, like whatever <sighs> it's pointing to. Yeah, well, I guess if you, like, hid yourself in the corner and then pulled the mirror to the corner. But still, you'd walk in and you'd see yourself in there, I guess. I don't know, man. We got to try this for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Put a video of ourselves standing <laughs> in a fish tank. <laughs> I do I do find it very satisfying when uh, Polnareff using Chariot slashes the fuck out of Alessi's face. 
Yeah. I think it's a very funny animation that he like cuts at him and then we just see Alessi's head from the back and a bunch of blood just shooting out of his face. Yeah. It's very good. And then wait, how does he fall out of the... Oh, right. He doesn't jump out of that window. He like runs around yelling like, bad boy, like, or basically yelling like, not admirable, not admirable or whatever, <laughs> and then just jumps out of a window. Seemed like the right move though. You know, he did get away. He just then acted like a complete weirdo. But then... He, but he, when he falls out the window, he runs into Jotaro, who, I don't know, they fight, basically. He he turns him into a kid, but his, like, eight-year-old self is still, like, a strong, badass little kid, and he be, just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. So that's nice, I guess. Yeah, I It's think- a little too easy to beat him, I think. Well, he's, like, a big pussy, Alessi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, like, muscular, though, you know? He is, that's just how Araki draws people, though. He's a coward, you know, like, as soon as he hears an adult, he's like, oh, I gotta go. Uh, It's embarrassing, though, to get beat up by a child like this. It's embarrassing. Have you tried it? No, I would never let a child, like, I would Did you get your ass kicked by a child? (laughs) Are you afraid to admit it? No, I've beaten up a child. Oh, no. Is that not better to admit? (laughs) Uh, No, it's definitely not. Have you ever thought about uh, if there was a bully who bullied your kid, would you just kick that bully like a fucking ball? <laughs> you ever think about beating up a child to I defend your I, own? I think I would like, if I could pick up the bully, I would try to do that. You just pick him up and be like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, yeah, I wouldn't strike a kid. I would try to like enfold him and subdue him. <laughs> what? Like you'd pin him to like a wrestling uh, match? Yeah, like if I could like just keep his arms secure or whatever. But I was thinking, I was at my mother-in-law's house and there's a bunch of geese there. And, you know, sometimes geese become assholes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, if one of these geese comes close to my kid, I'm just going to kick it. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like I would have no qualms about like just kicking a goose. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would never kick a goose for attacking me. Well, it's been a long time. Since I was chased by a goose. Has that happened to you? Yes. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was in a park and some goose chased me for a little bit, making a horrible hissing noise at me. Why? I, they probably had uh, goslings. Mm. Probably had babies. And uh, and that goose knew, like, he's just a kid. He's a I'll pussy. Fuck him up. He's a kid and a big pussy. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, some goose chased me and was like, <laughs> they hiss. It's awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I'd kick one now out of revenge. I would just no. hope that it was the same yeah. one. How long do geese live? 80 years? No. Probably. <laughs> Don't be yeah, a something like that. Uh, look, there's so many of them. There's, that's, the, that's the other thing. You know, I wouldn't kick like an endangered goose. Yeah. The fact that there's like, there's at least 40 of them out there. No. <laughs> Way more than that, I'm afraid. I don't think we should beat up animals unless they're like, unless... Unless they're trying to kill you. What about the raccoons that are systematically destroying temples in Western Japan? Well, then that, like, the government has to, like, act and kill them, you know? I'm sure they task civilians. But I think, like, random people shouldn't be abusing animals is what I'm saying. Did I ever, did I talk about that on the podcast that, like, in Kyoto or Kansai, Japan, they trap and kill, like, tens of thousands of raccoons a year and it isn't enough? And they're not even native to Japan? 
for context, I hate raccoons, and that's why Mark brought them up as like that's a way to true. a way to get me. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's what you because I was like, I don't think we should hurt animals, and you're like, but what about oh, yeah, raccoons, well, the that, animal that you hate? That is true, but I just tried to think of a time when people are allowed like go and kill animals. There's way too many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're like destroying the natural ecosystem or whatever, yeah, fine. I, I just mean like regular people shouldn't go around beating up animals for no reason. I I agree with that. <laughs> okay. I will give you that. The one time I agree with you. Even animals I don't like. That's good. That's very, wow. I'm blown away by your your charity. <laughs> I'm such a good person. Yeah. Are we done with the Alessi uh, no. episodes? No. Well, one, one more thing. So they beat up Alessi. Alessi is blasted off into space. Fetus babe uh, is a person now. She goes from being a you know, little fetus to being a person, a, a, her normal babe self, the correct age for her. Um, and then she, she, you know, she's like in the room, like, what happened to that little baby? And she found the, not in the little baby, that kid who saves me and he was so brave and, you know, he left his earring and she's like, I re- she, rem- she's like, oh, I, you know, I was a little fetus, but I remember everything. So like, I don't know. I thought it was like, weird that she remembers everything from when she was turned into a fetus Um, what do you think she was thinking at the end she was like this grown man looks a lot like the child who helped me and if that child was around i would fuck that child (laughs) i don't think that's the case she she wanted to thank the child somehow by giving him another bath (laughs) she wanted to make sure that he was clean that she did a good job um, but back to the fetus thing. Now that woman has to live her entire life knowing what it feels like to be a fetus. Yeah, she became a big she pro-lifer she after this episode. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. It was crazy. <laughs> no, I... It's like, wow, life really does begin. I mean... Conception. Well, to, to be fair, a fetus is, is pretty far off from conception. We've all learned That's a lot true. about reproduction since watching World's End Harem. Uh, yes, we continued watching World's End Harem, World's End Harem and uh, they actually go all the way into the entire gestation process. No, they don't. It's incredible how much information is really in that show. They do not. Um, no, I think that as a fetus, you probably don't really perceive that much or remember that much. So it must feel like a dream that you were in like some kind of paralytic okay, that's coma. Right, cause then she was like, oh, it was a dream, even though I have this earring. And then she runs outside and she sees Paul Nareff and she's like, hey, have you seen this kid that looks exactly like you? <laughs> and th- this is where I'm mad at him because he could have been like, that was my brother, Nephew. one of my cousins. And yeah. I'm so glad that you saved him. You know, people say we're a lot alike. And mm-hmm. if you date adults... Uh, I'm here. Yeah. But I did also then like Jotaro putting his hand on Polnareff's back. Like, there's nothing you can do. And that you, you cannot approach that woman as an adult. Again, I still think he could have. But it's supposed to be that he's restraining himself for something or that he that he has to swallow this pill of truth to say, we've never met. I was not a child and you washed my ding dong. Yeah. It's weird. But I do like Jotaro comforting him anyway. Yeah, it was weird. No, it was good. But I did like Last Train Home. Oh, yeah. And contrast the goodness of the Pat Metheny group to one of the worst OPs of JoJo, I think. I really don't like this OP. Which one? The one in part three that's like... It just sounds like four... It sounds like four anime dudes trying to write a Broadway play, and it's like the first day. It sounds. It sounded like it was made by fans. 
it, yeah, know. or it's like maybe we're supposed to like all those dudes and know who they are. Mm. But it's like that song has no hook whatsoever. It, there's like one or two moments where I'm like, yeah, here we go. But for the most part, I'm just like, where is this going? This isn't even a song. It's just a bunch of dudes doing Broadway. Uh, but that also has choruses and structure. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I don't get it. Not nearly as good as Stan Proud. Sorry to everyone. Okay. Anything else about Alessi that you guys want to talk about about this episode? Nah, fuck that guy. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad Alessi did. <laughs> so how do you how do you actually how do you feel about these episodes overall? How do you feel about the Alessi episodes? They were good. They weren't as perverted as I remember. They're yeah, fun. I think that's I think that's a good assessment. They're very silly. I think it's silly. If you oh, like yeah. if you like silly then this is something to watch. I didn't like the involvement of poop. Well, I don't like even even a villain who kills kids. I don't like seeing anybody get shit on their face like that. I don't like that. <laughs> Just a nasty fucking turd flying out of the the bathtub. I don't like that. Okay. Yeah. That was too much. But kids poop, you know. Yeah, I yeah, what? Well, Everybody I, poops. Everybody poops. Dumb, dumb. Someone's already done that. Probably made money doing it. Let's talk about Yukako, where you. the English dub is better than in part three. Nice. Uh, I also was very happy to be back in this part of Jojo where Araki, not only did he do the experiment of being like, let's keep Jojo in one place, but also I have not written a high school thing. I have not written about a Jojo who has a normal childhood. Mm. and stuff and so he just like bumps it further ahead he like for no reason jumps ahead 10 years i think and uh just to make it modern um very modern and i just love it i love that it's school kids and we get the dynamics of you know like oh a girl confessed to him but i'm jealous because a girl's never confessed to me and then it's like you're, you're supposed to be thinking I don't know, parts one and two of JoJo and three, we know who the bad guy is like almost immediately. And then Dio's dead. And then part four, he can't figure out who the villain is for a while, for a few arcs. It's like, oh, it's this mysterious guy. Okay, that was Okuyasu's brother. And then it's this electric chicken man for a while. Uh, and still, even though Araki should be working on figuring out the villain, he's like, let's have Koichi get kidnapped by somebody <laughs> else. Uh, and it's it's villain of the week that is not employed by anybody. I think he saw the movie Misery and wanted to do that. With, yeah, with one of his characters. I love so much that she's like, "If you answered A, I would have made you eat an eraser." That's my favorite moment of this episode. <laughs> uh, and Yukako is great. She is. So I, I very much enjoyed this episode. I, I like the imagery. I thought it looked very cool. Like the scary scenes were drawn really cool. Everything was just drawn really cool. Yeah, and the voice actor certainly shows her range. I mean, when she's in like nice, sweet Yukako yeah. mode, you can tell that it's like a big like falsetto jump for her. But mm. that's like not really her act. range. Yeah. Uh, and when she goes low, yeah, she really digs though to seem mean and nasty. It's a good contrast. So I think I remember thinking Yukako was great and hot, and I still feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> she has no flaws in my opinion. I think she's a little bit too mean. I, I don't... I think she should have, um, I, I think the the only, only, only feedback I would give her is um, 
maybe like when you were when someone's like studying you shouldn't punish them for the wrong answer right away you know because they're trying to they're trying to learn they're trying to you know they don't know all the answers yet um so that's not that doesn't help like making them eat soap isn't going to help them learn that's the only feedback i would give her otherwise you know she was she was you know look at it from her perspective she was staging an intervention she thought koichi because they were spreading rumors about him they thought him he was they, they thought that he was um like stealing and lying and being a horrible person and so she was staging an inter- intervention because she cares and she it was she was rehabilitating let's be him. honest though these rumors are not far off koichi is a dumb <laughs> idiot he's a, that's true he's a worthless piece of shit and the he only good cheat. thing in his life is yukako he doesn't so like no <laughs> if he cheated why would he have a 16 on a test <laughs> no i'm not saying i'm not saying that the rumors are 100 percent correct i'm saying that he is still a worthless piece of shit i think he's a very nice guy i think that that we see that he's very protective of his mom in this episode. When's the last time you were like, oh, I like him. He's a very nice guy. Being a very nice guy is not enough in this world. Wait a minute. Kako recognizes that and I recognize that. So, so you so judge people based on their... On to improve him. You judge people based on their uh, just societally invented metrics of what's good and what's bad and not no, if they're if, nice to you. Like, being nice is not enough. Like, you could be the For nicest whom? person in the world, but if you're boring or and dumb, I'm not going to be friends with you. There's a difference between not being friends and forcible correction of of these miles-perceived negative personality traits. If I if I was as good a person as Yukako, I would forcibly correct everyone. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I do have to respect... It's, it's funny that, like... Uh, I don't know. It's two teenagers... Uh, supposedly of the same grade, despite having like a, I don't know, three foot height difference. Well, I think Okuyasu is also supposed to be in the same grade. I know, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying that it's like the two of them, she managed to find a super nice house where no one will be there again. And instead of like taking the opportunity to like fool around with, you know, a boy that she's in love with, she's like, this is a perfect place to sequester him and force him to be a better person. Yeah. You know? If I were Koichi, I'd be like, maybe if I just said, yes, I accept, we could be in the bone zone already. You know? Yeah. Koichi was too but quick to- he's too to... dumb of a piece of shit. Yeah, he was too quick to reject her, basically. He didn't reject her. He, well, he didn't she reject yes her. yes or no, and he's like, this is happening fast. In his own mind, he, um, what's the word? He decided that he didn't like her too quickly. He should have given her, given her a chance. He really just didn't answer within three seconds. That's all he right, did. But he then didn't later, really say But no. then later he was like, oh, wow, this beautiful woman is making me a, a bento with all this delicious food. I need to find a way to reject her. Well, like, fuck you, dude. Well, <laughs> at, that was after she like punched the cafe table in front of them and showed herself to be. Okay, so she has one outburst and you're just like, no, no, I can't. Like, this woman's doing nice things for me now and I can't accept it. Yeah. He's never going to do better in his entire life. Well, his, his friends entire, also. He's not going to find anyone half as good as Yukako. I don't think you know that about yourself when you're 15 or 16 and No, Koichi knows it because he <laughs> because because when she was confessing to him in the beginning, he's like uh 
Like, first, he wasn't sure why she wanted to meet with him in the first place. He thought she wanted something from him. And then when she she does, she gives him like a heartfelt confession. He thinks that she's playing a prank. Um, <laughs> it like he doesn't he doesn't believe it. So he knows that he can't get someone he's as good as her. He's just not used to it. He said he's never had anyone confess to him. He's yeah. just a nice and boy. And he never will again. I don't think that's life. true. And I think they because do he's hang a loser. out. They do hang out after this. I want to see, you know how sometimes, because where are we right now? And like, how old is Koichi in part six where we are now? Is Koichi around? He's got to be a grown man. Yeah. It's like a 12 year. It's like 12 years later, I think. So we got to see if he's like married to Yukako, Yukako by now. No, I think he was murdered in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's buried in an unmarked grave. Oh. If he's not married to Yukako, he's alone. I, I think that's true. I don't understand all the Koichi hate that has been that's true. festering on this podcast. We're team, we're team Yukako. She's a little scary. I don't know. She is fantastic. What a woman. I love that you can tell she has like a hair stand pretty early on because when she stands up and yells yeah. and then apologize for her outburst, you see her hair like fall back down, mm. even though she's like standing there. So it's like either she has like a, a living hair stand or she stood up and like flipped her hair up on purpose, like as she stood or something. The wind just catches <laughs> it. I guess. Yeah. There's a fan. Oh, I didn't catch. Does Koichi sit by the window? I don't think he does. I, I bet he, he doesn't does. because he's, he doesn't have main character energy at no. all because he's an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Have you always been this down on Koichi? I thought it was just Jackie. I think re-watching this made me realize what a dumbass he's he is. He's just like a regular <laughs> kid. It's just a regular kid stupid. who has low regular self-esteem. Stupid kid. She knit him a whole sweater and she made him a bento and she gave him a lucky charm to help him find love. This is what we call coming on too strong. It. You can't be that aggressive when you're talking to someone who's not sure how they feel. That's You can't buy love. She, she did too much. She did too much. But Sorry she knows what she wants out of life. Yeah. yeah that's not enough. It's not enough. Koichi didn't appreciate her. Koichi likes... Stupid. He likes thick ladies, you know? Who does he like? I don't know. I'm just assuming that okay. that's his problem with her. Mm. He's like, I I didn't come here to date no string bean. Hit, hit the road, skinny He get really horrible grades. Like, he seems to be a real idiot. That's yeah. not stupid. He just, he has dyslexia is, undiagnosed. Is he getting a 16 out of 100? Yes. <laughs> English is <laughs> hard idiot. and it's stupid and you're never going to use it. It doesn't matter. I use it. I'm really good not, at it. You're not in Japan. You're not Japanese. Kids over there, they're still learning Japanese. There's so many. Listen. He couldn't going. even write in Japanese the word for contrast or whatever. Because he didn't know what the word contrast in English was. It he, wasn't about English. No, no, no. This yes, wasn't was not when she was doing the quiz. She was like, how do you write it? She said the English word contrast. How would you write that in Japanese? And because all three of them were oh. the word taisho, you have to know its meaning in order to choose the right kanji. Oh. Because you could cheat and go, oh, contrast is taisho. And then you have to say, well, which taisho? Show me that you know what it means. Mm. Uh, and he couldn't do that. Of course, I, as someone who doesn't know much Japanese, was like, those are all words. I have no idea what the joke is here what the different Thai shows mean. Um, Miles, do you think you would die if you ate pages of the dictionary, even if they were sautéed and soaked in something good? No, I don't think I would die. No, you can eat paper yeah, but, but, and but, live. But there's ink. Yeah. Not that much ink. I've, never, I've eaten napkins as a kid. I ate a napkin or two. I don't recall uh -huh. eating 
Paper with ink printed on it. You shouldn't do that, but you won't die. It's not poison. I don't think you die. I don't know. You get a little tummy ache. Yeah. Do you think it depends on the letter? No. Like if you if you ate like all the X definition pages, you'd be fucked. That's all poisonous. If if the words are hostile, mm. the digestion will be hostile. Okay, interesting. I like, Noted. I like when like you... if you scrawled the word shit all over a piece of paper, you'd shit. Oh. Mm. This feels like a stand now. I like it when does. I like when Yukako puts that girl's hair on fire. That was fucked. It yeah. was cool. And <laughs> and then Okuyasu like er, gives her a haircut, but then he he shaves off the back of her head. Yeah, it's fun because you look and you think like, you know, it's a little bit rough, but she has like a nice bob now. Yeah. And then she turns around and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. All that hair flying around on the New Jersey turnpike now. <laughs> I know. There's just, would I bat an eye if I just saw a bunch of floating, burning hair? Probably I would not die. much. No, it's fine. Also, Koichi knows that this is all his fault. Like, he blames himself for this whole scenario because he says, oh, it's it's because I... uh." You know, it's it's because of me. Like it, things got out of hand because of my indecisiveness. So he knows it's his own fault. That, no, like this, Yukako this, is only reacting to his stupid behavior. He just look. He's going to grow up and have damaged relationships where women are all mean to him because he just thinks it's his fault. I think he's going to eventually give in, <laughs> and they're going because they're kind of together later on, right? Aren't I, they kind of together? It seems like it. I don't in, know how canonical future, future all the episodes. appearances we've seen are, because sometimes the anime people just like to do their own thing. Uh, whereas in the manga, what happens is they walk outside of the uh, outskirts of Araki's memory. He forgets about them, and we are left to wonder. I would I love it if Araki just sat down and wrote. Seven, it just cuts to them like making out. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about that. By the way, these two are still together. No, part yeah. part seven. It's uh, we see like their children is, is like a friend of whoever the new Joe Bro or Joseph is. The you next, he, he the next, days. the next generation. We get to see. I think Koichi would take her name. You know, <laughs> in Japan, you if you are a man marrying a woman who is like the daughter of a guy who owns a company, mm. you if you want to take over that company, you have to take his family name. So, he would take Yukako's name. I don't know if her dad owns a business, but it just feels like that's how it would go. Koichi's family is probably as dumb as he is. Come on, Take man. Take the other name. No, I like his mom. His what's, mom is what's, good. What's this reliance on grades? His dog is good. <laughs> his dog, he does call him a dumb dog, and I don't endorse that. I don't think he should have called his dog stupid. Yeah. <laughs> nope. The dog is a cop. The a dog's cap. just named police. He's a, he's a fucking <laughs> stolen valor dog. I really liked... <laughs> I really liked when Jotaro and Okuyasu were... You mean Josuke and Okuyasu? What did I say? Josuke. Josuke and Okuyasu were um, coming up with ways to make yourself unattractive to women. And they were just listing all the way... Like, they were just like, be a dirty guy. Don't shower. Like, <laughs> uh, what do they say? Like, I don't, all kinds of things. Let, to make uh, you- drool and let your nose run. Yeah. They were like, like, yeah, stop showering immediately. Fart, yeah. fart whatever you want. Josuke's so cool. He's great. I don't remember why he has that Band-Aid on. He looks like Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Hot shit. <laughs> That's what Alessi said. Am I right? Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, she also looked cool in his. Y- Yukako looked cool in Koichi's dream. I wrote that down because like I yes. thought, like thought everything looked really cool. And then when she's at her his fucking window when he wakes up, that was like really good. I like it was a good creepy yeah like appearance I like at it. that moment i wasn't sure if he was dreaming of her because she had kidnapped him while he was asleep or something but mm. instead it's like he's dreaming he's kind of not sure how he feels in the dream and then she's just like here i am if she would have given him some space i think he would have liked her yeah he was dreaming of her already the, the seed was there that's why i think he, he went he too quickly d- like dismissed the idea of them together he too quick he was too quick to want to reject her i think yeah and then she kidnaps him and she serves him breakfast. Um, and, you know. What do you guys think would be the worst She thing? helps him study? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> what, of the four things that are not supposed to be food, we have an eraser, a bar of soap, uh-huh. uh, flashcards in cereal, mm-hmm. and dictionary wrapped asparagus. What do you think would be the worst thing to eat? The asparagus. What was the, what was the first one? The eraser. Mm. Mm. I, think, I think I think the soap is the worst. It's a big bar of soap. I think the soap is the worst because you know the taste is bad. I, I could eat an eraser. And the texture. Because an eraser is not going to taste like if anything. If you gave me some kind of sauce, I could eat that eraser. <laughs> what kind of sauce would you put on an eraser? <laughs> That's a good, something savory. I don't know, like a gravy. Okay. Give me like a good meat gravy. I think also- Deep inside mashed potatoes. Also, the uh, the fucking uh, the dictionary wrapped asparagus. Depending on how many pages, I'm not like a huge asparagus fan, but it didn't look that bad. If I had to eat one of them, I it would look good. If I had to eat one of them, I would eat the cereal with the flashcards in it. No, that's the easiest one. It's cold. It's cold, wet. Yeah, but it. Me want some cereal. It'll be easier to eat the flashcards when they're wet. You know, all this food is wet. That's my favorite type of food, by the way. All wet. this food is wet. Wet food. All the food is wet. No, like the eggs weren't wet. No, no. I mean, like all of the. Uh, I mean, like the er- wet. the eraser is not wet. The but like not wet. Soap is wet. No, it was dry soap. It would get wet when you put it in your mouth. As all things do, I guess. Technically, <laughs> I guess. Okay, I'm only thinking of the asparagus the, of those last two options. Because the asparagus wasn't wet. Flashcards are thick. Yeah, but they're you. They they're not that thick. They're thick. In the in the in the. In the cereal with the milk, they'd get like soft. It'd be easy. But warm wet is probably easier to break down than cold wet. I'm just saying that's what I would eat, Mark. Also, if the dictionary pages are like Bible pages, then no problem. And I'm not saying you should eat the Bible. I want to. What do you mean if they're like Bible pages? If they're like that super fucking thin type of paper. Oh. Because the dictionary has a lot of stuff. Okay. Because the Bibles that I was like, I, I see. There's different kinds of Bibles. Oh, I only think of Bibles having this. There are ones that are like ass bullshit. There are ones that are like thick, thick, thick paper. Yeah, that have like a gold trimming on them, like the fancy ones. Oh well, uh, that's your New Testament stuff where you're just like, just be cool, and it's like four pages. Okay, you're thinking. I'm talking about the Old Testament where they have to tell you about every single asshole named Samuel and David, and they're like, this guy tripped on a rock and hit his head. Are you thinking only about the ones that you find in synagogue or whatever? Or are you thinking yeah. about ones that people have in their house? Because the, the, what am I looking at people's houses? Am I going through people's drawers? I don't know. Did you have a Jewish Bible in your house? Do my parents have a Bible? I'm sure they do. Okay, because the ones that they the ones that you use in like service is going to be thin bullshit because it's just like cheap and 
easy to replace and stuff like that. But like the good ones that people own that they're like, this is my Bible. They're like nice. Yeah. You know, the paper is good. It's good paper. When I say this is my Bible, I'm holding a comic book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm holding a... Holding like Watchmen or something. A really bad hentai comic book. It was weird that we watched World's End Harem and then went into a kind of perverted episode or two. I guess Yukako isn't really perverted. No, it's about love. It's a love story. In some ways, the Yukako episode is is tame. It's you like know? it's misery. Could be a lot hornier. I like how the first question was about Prince. Well, no, it was about funk music. What kind of music is funk music? And none of the answers made any sense. Yeah. The way they're translated like fun music and whimsical music, I'm like, those are not different enough. I have no fucking idea what you're implying. What was the one that won? Was it primitive music? Yeah. It was like original, like origin music or something. Yeah. They said like primitive, which just feels kind of racist almost. And then... It does. Like, I guess maybe it's supposed to be like in Japanese, maybe it means like more like primal, you know, or like libido kind of, you know, something that gets you in touch with your animalistic side. Which even then, I I don't necessarily know that funk is like that. Did Prince make funk music? He made a bunch of different oh, music. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think I would call him like a funk artist specifically. Yeah. I don't know. He did funk. He did soul. Yeah. He did rock. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff. Okay. Don't worry. You can listen to it all on Spot. Just kidding. You can buy CDs. Is that how you're supposed to listen to Prince? I don't know. He's not on, on any streaming. The streaming services now. You just got to put him on streaming as soon as he died. Ah, uh, shit. That's right, baby. Whatever your wishes were, it don't matter no more. Yeah. And then this episode ends with her basically saying like, yeah, no one can stop. Basically, like no one's going to come here because this place is like no one's going to be coming here until the summer. And even if someone did come like love is invincible so no one can stop me yeah that's what she says um, at the end is yeah Iwa muteki yeah which is i think great and we don't even need to see the second part we can just imagine how that goes you know where nobody stops her and koichi is a better person and they get married i don't know though i do want to learn about the next morio landmark of cape Bioyoing, which is when yukako falls onto a rock sticking out of the ocean <laughs> that bounces her back up onto the land. Yeah, we don't need to see that. No, nah, we do. It's good. <laughs> uh, I like that she bounces back. I love back. Morio. It's my favorite town. Mm. It's very good. I would like to go there. Yeah, but we can't. We can't. Because of COVID. Not because no. it's not real. Right. It's definitely real. Uh, anyway, is that about it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Shout out to Yukako. All right, yeah. Miles, she's never going to call you. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. If you don't already, you should. If you're a listener and you haven't been following us, what are you doing? We are at JJBPod. Stupid. If you need to know. Uh, you can write to us if you want to help us uh, jog our memories. Write to JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. And uh, there is a fan Discord server of the podcast that we did not start but we sometimes use. Uh, The link is in the description of this episode. Other than that, we will talk to you next week when we watch something else. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.